You said this week when I saw you, you went, it was weird putting trousers on this week. I had to go to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. like your legend. We just turned up like that. Be all right. Isn't it weird, isn't it? That's you, isn't it? It's what you, it's what you do. It's you. Yeah. Why put a pair of trousers on just for a meeting? I yeah, mean, it that's was weird. it was fairly important meeting, wasn't it? It was yeah. like a a worky meeting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think if that's to, why if, I did if it. If you go to see the bank manager, you wear some trousers. Is that? Is yeah. That the thing? bank manager was at <laughs> that's the meeting. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what I said it. So yeah, yeah, you do, don't you? I yeah. think so. But do you think he would have judged you any differently if you walked in like that? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Think we got a, the the result you went in for? Well, the guy think? that chaired the meeting did a very long introduction to how. He used to be on the parole board and said, however, I'm no longer on the parole board now. I'm now doing investigations into police corruption. And once you've done that as an introduction, <laughs> yeah. you've set your stall out, haven't you? The guy yeah. on the other end is like... Yeah, if you hadn't got trousers on, you probably would have... Yeah, and I, gone, so I do a bit quickly. of PT and you might have heard my podcast. <laughs> I used to shoplift. <laughs> yeah. Take me seriously, I've been in prisons, bitch. but not like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the skin of my teeth, governor. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and someone who goes by the name bestowed on him by his parents at such a tender age, a name given to him so young that by the time he realised that he had a name, and that other people had been given different names to him, it was all too late to change it. People had got used to it, it had stuck, and that name was Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about that this morning, that's like, we don't really get a, ch- a chance to kind of decide our names, do we? I think, I think people... Oh, children are more and more now, aren't they? Oh, they, well, you just don't give them one until they... Well, no, like the, gender, the whole gender thing, isn't it? There are groups of people now where the child has... Oh, you just let them decide? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the name... Oh, someone at the door. Someone at the door. Oh, I sound like Pink Windmill and Rod, Rod Hull. Should I go and get it? Hold on. Yeah, quick. That's exciting. Yeah. This might be content. God, this is like living in the ghetto here, seriously. There's about three of them at the door. Baseball bats, masks. I don't know what Damo's done. Okay, he's got his package. Is that gear? Is that the mushrooms? (laughs) (laughs) I've got a good story about people knocking at the door. Have you? Yeah, just remembered it. No, you just... It was the postman. I I heard you talking. I thought, what are you talking? You're obviously doing a commentary. Does he always ring twice? Yeah, (laughs) it does. I did get that. Okay. I've done that one once before, yeah, I think. Done, yeah. um, but it was good, so why not do it Best again? Best sex scene in, involving a kitchen table. <laughs> I've heard of it, I've not. Isn't it a book? Yeah, I think so. And a film. A film, yeah. Okay. So what's in your package? Do so you to see? Well, I did, yeah. You know, it, was, it, is, it should be my magic mushrooms. Mushrooms are us. <laughs> or the one in Birmingham is mushrooms and we. Okay. Mm. I'm just doing this. Not even thinking about what it, what I might have ordered and what I could be opening up in front of you. Oh, I forgot. Oh, it's one of those things where you know you just order something. Oh, I thought it was Do actually know- going to be honey when I saw the label. Honey? Yeah, well, it's got love honey on the, the, the label. <laughs> and Very, I thought good. You- <laughs> Very good. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> 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 no. Do you know when you kind of got the... the- rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run, run, run. Um, so what you got? Well... <laughs> it's one of those things oh, I want to yeah. keep quiet, Mark. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
you know you get those you get ads on instagram i know you're familiar yeah. with getting ads on yeah. instagram you sometimes you look at them i do and go, need that in my life yeah yeah but you go it doesn't look legit they don't look they no. look like they've just started up five minutes ago and they might mm. it might just be a complete mm-hmm. rip off i give those a punt yeah and it's turned up Well, in the next pod, you can tell us if it does add three inches. <laughs> um, <laughs> or double it. it. It's it's. I should keep this quite to watch. Oh, don't, okay. don't tell You've anyone. Got lots of watches. I know I have. I've got another one. That looks nice, right? Let's have a look. That's weighty. I didn't think it was going to turn up. I just for the price. How much was that? Have a guess. Well, you see, this is one of those things, isn't it? Well, a guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like when you've. You're guessing ages. So you've obviously think this is a bargain. So if I go, I don't know, 18 quid, you're going to go, fuck off. It's like, so I'm going to go three and a half grand. That'd be stupid. Okay. You're right with your first guess. No. I think it's about $35, something like that. But it's like, that's a proper leather It's legit, strap, it's weighty. It? It's working. I couldn't build one for 35 quid, could you? No. No, exactly. It's one of those things I thought, God, I'll give it a go for 35 quid. It looks good. You, does, could, you it, could resell that. <laughs> Yeah, for 40. It's all right, isn't it? Oh, well done. Thank, thank you, Mark. <laughs> well done. Anyway, where, where was I? Oh, this is a long intro. I was trying to keep it tight today. Uh, knocking at the door. Yeah, we've done that bit. Yeah, so I was going to tell you my interesting story. Oh, okay. I think I... Stop me if I've told you that. I might have told you this one stop. before. <laughs> Go on. So I got a job. I, an, I answered um, an ad for a uh, hamburger salesman. Why am I saying hamburger? Beef burger? Hamburger? I don't know. Maybe it's a hamburger sales. Fast food outlet. So I answered an advert. So I rang the guy up and said, yeah, I'd like the job. And he paid, he said, fine, you've got it. You can start tonight. That was the interview. Right, great. Yeah. You can went see what kind of establishment this is. Yeah, <laughs> went along to his house. And I've said about me selling the hot dogs and hamburgers before from a van in boiling water. We've mentioned this. Well, the van was in boiling water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a joke there. No. I'm only going to get it tomorrow. No, I've done the joke. You go, oh, you okay, go ha-ha, yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, but I've got to better it. <laughs> Um, so I went to his house and it was, we would, we had to prepare the rolls. He bought the rolls basically on the, the end of their sell by date. So we had to sort of get him done quick. Well, sort of scrape them a little bit and just make them look sort of. The, the, all, all the signs are adding up here, Mark. So, yeah. Uh... So we loaded this fan up. Well, when I say a fan, we loaded a trolley. So the, the, the whole unit was a trolley that you pushed. Oh, like your classic hot dog hamburger yeah, door. Yeah. Mm. Do you have so, a little umbrella on the top, like a little parasol? No, because my shift was like 11 at night till four in the morning and it was less sunny in those times. So it's before global warming. <laughs> and um, so we put it on the back of a trailer. He took us down into town and we had our pictures. Yeah. Um, so you basically cooked the, the burgers in boiling water, which is horrible yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. Got them out. You had your onions on a little griddle on the top, shoved them in the mouldy roll. And sold them. So that was my job. <laughs> Second time I went, we did the same time. Third time we went, I got there early. He wasn't there and his wife was there. And she said, oh, just, he's, he's out at the moment. He's got a bit of problems with oh, transport. Food, I was going to say food poisoning for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so anyway, we sat in his hallway and I said, oh, I said, do you collect mice and gerbils? Because there was um, a Those fish all tank. over the floor. <laughs> no, no, a large fish tank, really, really large fish tank. And it must have, I would say it probably had about 12 or 14 mice and gerbils running around in there. Okay. And uh, she said, oh, no, 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 that's the snake. Mm-hmm. And she said, we feed the live gerbils and mice to the snake. The snake was dead. 
that's why there was so many mice and gerbils. The snake was lying there. As I was just... going to say, they don't just let them run around, do they? No, it isn't like they're going to keep them as so pets as a wild you... then. <laughs> yes. then eat one. I like that one. <laughs> I'll eat that one, keep that one. So the snake was dead anyway. They had a lot, but that's by the by. Anyway, <laughs> the husband then came back. We started on the rolls. There was a hammering at the door and he went under the bed, under the bed. And there was two other vendors. Oh my God. So the three of us and his wife and him jumped under this double bed oh. Sounds like some sort of Ealing fast, yeah. doesn't it? So under the bed, it was the police. I was going to say, I thought it was Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright infringement. And um, so God. it was the police going basically open up. Oh, my God. We all kept very quiet. The police went away. And I said, like, what's up? And he said, um, I'm not going to be able to take you downtown today yeah. on the trailer. You're going to have to push your trolleys. Right. This is like a two-mile push at 11 o'clock at night. Right. Um, you're going to have to push your trolleys because I can't take you down. And I said, why not? And he said, oh, we've had a bit of trouble with the transport. And I said, what's the problem? And he went, oh, I might as well tell you. He said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, I had some problems. I didn't have a car. So he said, I went and stole a car. Right. So that I could put the trailer on it mm. and take you guys down. So it was only to help the business. Yeah, of course. It sounds, it but sounds he, legit. I'm sure I've said this. He no. stole the car from, um, I think it was a Vauxhall dealer um, what, at what night. For, what, for forecourt? I didn't know exactly where it was placed okay, at the time. Just, just but, to paint the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it was inside. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, got home and realised that he had sold the sponsorship car for a first division football player. <laughs> Oh, it was ready for them, right? Yeah, they were going to use. Yeah, yeah. Didn't so have their name on the side is, of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so this up. this was when Bristol City got into the first division, and literally, there's this bright red Vauxhall sports car with the logo on and this yeah, player's name like on it. Vauxhall Motors, proud to support. And I know his surname was Mabbott, and one Mabbott played for Rovers, and one for City. I can't remember which it was. Wasn't Gary Mabbott. Yeah, yeah, Gary Mabbott. Yeah, so, he played Tottenham as well. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was he the one that played for Rovers? Anyway, it was one of them. Yeah. So anyway, and it had it emblazoned, yes. and he parked it outside the house. <laughs> and obviously realised it was dark. Well, he probably couldn't see what was on the side of it, right? He just took a car. Yeah, I don't. He should have paid more attention, <laughs> or someone got it for him. So obviously, the police are looking for this stolen car. He parks it outside his house. <laughs> So, yeah, that's so that was on. when the, any knock on the door now, I just think. Do you just think that? I just, that's why I went under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, we're downstairs. I wonder why he ran up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's he doing? Also have it. Just reflexes, I'm having therapy it? for it. It's yeah, all right. It's fine. <laughs> oh, good grief. We're still in the intro, believe it or not. This is a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, politics, technology, and much, much more, as, you, as, you've, just, <laughs> as you've just been witness to. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this, madness, 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 madness. then our work here is done. Make sure you subscribe to us in your podcast app of choice. And please give us a, uh, a rating on Apple Podcasts. That'd be very good of you. Follow us on the socials, search for I'm Finecast and get in touch with us via email on imfinecast.gmail.com. Coming up, got a couple of bookmarks and um, work-life ballet. We're looking at the overwhelm. We'll come to this a little bit. We'll, this mm. will build out as this mm. pod goes on, but we're overwhelmed, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And it's getting to us, isn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> um, so how can we start to do something about it? Pointing his pen <laughs> in a threatening manner. <laughs> so um, we'll talk about that and we'll also explain why we're a little bit late on getting this out. Uh, and I will cover off the magic mushrooms in brain food. I promise you. I'm a little bit worried at the pen because um, My our, pen. our fragrant friend Dean had his AirPod stolen from the gym. Uh, his AirPod? Was that the E at the E? Yeah, the E. Yeah. Well, just one of them? No, both. Oh, okay. 
And I think I always find that you go to a gym and you instantly trust everyone in the gym because you're all the same, aren't you? There, you're lifting. And no, it isn't. No. Yeah. You shouldn't trust it. No. Also, those things are really expensive. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Just be careful with your stuff. Um, Sorry, you're sweating all over and just get some crappy headphones, right? Just why get would you put up pack. with second best? Because you're in the gym sweating your ass off. It's you like saving it. your cutlery for best. And all that's our best What's wrong cutlery. With that? yeah, we've, no, we've you... got best cutlery. It's in the drawer. We never use it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing ever good enough to, <laughs> to, to get it out for. Well, we've had this before when you're ranking underwear. And I know we're going to tie, we're going to come into bras later. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cover brows later. <laughs> oh, hello, new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much different from the one that we've uh, not done. I think we might just, we'll come to that. We might just roll that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Yin and yang. This might not be any better. What were we talking about? Um, no, not that. <laughs> oh, yeah, keeping things for best. And we've talked about this with underwear, haven't they? It's like, oh, those are my best... We're talking about my your best pants. Yeah, you were talking about your pants this week. Yeah, but they, they should all be best. Mine at the moment are all rag the, and well, the raggedy. worst, rag yeah. and bone. But you shouldn't have. There's no stop point. Shudding, Life is Mark. too short. Stop shudding. No, yeah, that's true. Okay, I maybe do not understand we, why you would have. Maybe that's the only thing we should we should should about. What underwear. quality of your underwear? Yeah. I mean, someone's saying you know if you can't get that right, you're in trouble, right? Mm. So there's so it's, like, it's the first thing that goes on, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get it right. Everything else will follow. Mm. Mm? You're setting the tone, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Mark, you are looking vibrant and plucky today. I wrote, I wrote this earlier, but it's actually true. You are. <laughs> like you found a way to reverse the ageing process. <laughs> if you have, then don't keep the secret all to yourself. Share with us. I think you it's do. just... You do. You look, you're looking good. You're looking kind of... Bit of sun yesterday. Maybe if I had a shave, maybe that's what it is. In the sun, I think. I think sun helps. Yeah. Do you take um, collagen? Yep. That's why my skin is like a baby's. It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Collagen's you underrated, look, I think. You look about eight. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Act about fucking eight. <laughs> I had uh, a discussion today about how fucking has become the word me? fucking has become so oh, commonplace on, now. Can we just keep the keep to the menu. Yeah. Okay. That's a bit strong. No, it has though. Hasn't I'm all it? for a bad word, but it's made me feel uncomfortable. I said to this client today, we don't use the c word because of your mum. <laughs> we should. Do- <laughs> you did in the last one. The I'm- one that isn't going to go out. You used it. You were Did I? C-bombing, yeah. C-bombing was I ek. I haven't listened back. I can't listen back to no. it. Well, it's just a tirade of Cs. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what's new with you, Mark? What's new? guess I'm not in the uh, depth of despair, so that's nice. That's good. It's only temporary, obviously. I'll be back there soon, but... Yeah. Can you just wait a, an hour or so? I'll that's try fine. and get through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm training again, and that's making a difference, I think. I don't think any elements of my life are any more particularly sorted or... Mm. Um, but it's a bit like the pants. Is that like get that bit right? We'll touch. We'll come. Yes, we're going to come to this, yes, aren't we? Just focus, yeah. you know, looking at the things that bring you joy, and you know, are you from an even identity point of view? So it's the stuff that's in our fiber, isn't it? We'll have we'll probably we'll, we'll definitely come to it. Yeah, you kind of go. Now that is that is me. That's what I've always done or always liked to do. A bit like the pants. Just just do that. Maybe just concentrate on that one thing. That is a really interesting Am- amongst thing, all the no 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 but the, the, yeah but the, the, the baseline if you're going to do one thing and it's the first thing just do that it's like again there's lots of things we're going to come to but talking to the the guys at work about new kind of strategies and offering positioning stuff going forward but I also talk about building right but first you've got to stop right mm-hmm. just have that whew. yeah and then the, yeah. that and then the first thing you then do is the right step 
or the best step that you could take in that particular moment in time. We might even touch on some wabi-sabi. It's not always going to be perfect, but you've just given yourself that little bit of a breather to kind of go, mm. no, that is what I like. That is what I love doing. And I'm going to do that because it brings me happiness. Everything else can just but going, go going to back shit. to Going back to, to putting the pants on, <laughs> it's but it's it's this is like a a light bulb moment. are your pants so bad that it's almost like you're not wearing any <laughs> like there's just like a band and there's nothing else you're just wearing like an elasticated belt and it, nothing it, else so you're basically a, commando under those shorts yeah, right it's basically a thong but that's not because it started as a thong that's all that's left <laughs> yeah no, the, the point about the pants is a really, really valid one because I'm just thinking, you're right, it's the first thing you put on. And even, I mean, I'm very conscious of my, you know, that I rank things and I judge things and I, you know, whatever. Mm. But even people that aren't as pronounced in their thoughts around those elements are still going to, if you're putting your pants on, there is going to be a thought process. There is going to be the well, texture of them. There's going to be the well, feeling maybe, of how they look and how they make you feel. I don't think there is. That's probably what we're saying. Subconsciously, we? I think there is. Yeah, but maybe that's the thing we need to do. And like most mindfulness, just maybe have a little stop and a think about that. But just think of this. Think of this. One of the things that I, if someone is getting married, I would bet a pound to a penny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. the bride mm. would go, oh, I'm going to choose special underwear for my wedding. I imagine they, they wouldn't have been worn before. Yes, not going to get and you. And they will be special, and they will make you feel special because you're not going to get your big, day. your big, you know, granny pants on, are you? No, I guess you, what yes. I'm saying is, why if if on a special day you would make that effort, mm. does that mean you have to be mundane on a mundane day? It doesn't. Mm, no. If silk French knickers make you feel good when you're getting married, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> come on, spill the beans on a Tuesday. On a dull Tuesday morning, they would have the same effect. You are right. So we're, we're not saying I have you know a box fresh pair of pants every morning, are we? No. We're, we're not. You know, we're not. You know. No, no, no. I have one for the week. We're not. Wash them. Come again. <laughs> Will you stop this? Carry on. <laughs> right. I'm. I'm getting my motorbike license, Mark. As you know. Mm-hmm. How'd you do in the theory test, Damien? I passed it. I, th- I scraped it. To be fair, I did lots of revision. Oh, forty-seven out of fifty. I got Mark. What? In your test? In my test, yeah. yeah. What did you get in the real test? I got test? 43. Was it because of the pressure? <laughs> I don't know. Some no. of the... A pass is a pass. I'm happy with that. Mm. It doesn't tell... You get distinction. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go for it again, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably never done it. had to do a theory. No. you got your bike license, but you don't. Yeah. There's, there's some of those questions you like. There's four. There's multiple choices, four questions, mm. and two of them you like. Well, it could be either of those. Yeah. Then you pick the one that you think is going to be the proper rule book answer. Yeah. They're both valid. But you're in that kind of, and it's not always down to the highway code, actually, because a lot of the stuff I've, on the test I've done, I've, I've, I've answered it, got it wrong on the test, looked at the highway code, and it's gone, well, that's, it's right. So like all, a lot of these tests, you, you, you need to practice to learn the kind of answers and the ways to answer these things to pass the test. Okay, so when it's you not go always out, 100% factual. It's you know, more... When you go out in the real world. For example, when you get to a crossroads and you're turning right in the car or bike or whatever, mm. right, how do you turn past the car that's coming opposite you? You would go... Well, after it. <laughs> well, I'm not into it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? If someone else is turning right and you, you're turning right, you normally go passenger side to passenger side, don't you? That's pretty much what everybody does. I can't even... I don't even know what you're saying. You're in your car. Yeah. Open your eyes. In the car. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it with my eyes shut. <laughs> All right. It's just so you can yeah, go on. Up to a crossroads. There's a, and you're, you're turning right. I'm really cro- struggling with a crossroads. What's the... Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. No, I'm just Have struggling. you got your license? Have you? How long have you been driving? I've not got the eyes open license. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
passed the feel, the feel test, <laughs> not the, the yeah. telepathy this test. This is your sensory. Extra sensory perception Where do you reckon test. you are on the road? <laughs> Just put anyway. my arm out. If I can feel the verge, I'm all right. <laughs> Crossroads. Yeah. Oh, you're turning right. Yes, got you. The traffic coming the opposite way. There's all Coming towards you. Yeah, <laughs> it's opposite. Yeah. Okay. They're also turning right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got okay. you. I've got you. Yeah. Do, do you pass them? I guess offside to offside or near side to near side. I, I, I would argue every, you know, every one of us goes passenger side to passenger side. I, I rather than rather than no, driver to driver and go around the back. Okay, let's move on. It. I physically can't. I was getting stressed out. I was in a good mood. I don't even know what you said. Seriously. Anyway, bring a an- model next time. <laughs> I, I, you know, in the test, I answered what we all do every day, mm. and it was it was it was classed as wrong. Mm. But I checked the highway code. You can do both. So mm. there's all these kind of... Anyway, mm. I passed, doesn't matter. Got my CBT on Tuesday. Yeah. So hopefully... What does CBT stand for? Compulsory basic training. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by this time uh, next week, I'll be uh, on my motorbike. Mm. Proper midlife crisis. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about how this world is complex, haven't we, Mark? On, mm-hmm. on many occasions. And I recently accompanied my wife to M&S where she was shopping for some bras. Mm-hmm. As you've already... Yes. <laughs> delicate, to. Delicately mentioned already. Complex and confusion isn't the word. Mm. Quite frankly. There's calculators and algorithms and Pythagoras, mm. all sorts of things that women need mm-hmm. to, to buy a bra successfully. I had no idea. Mm. It's not, I, 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 it's just, something should be done about it. What, because it's too complicated? Yeah, mm. like massively complicated. And then if, if people have to accompany other people while they're shopping, as I did, and got a bit, you know, bored, mm. that's quite a long time to stand around. Mm. Anyway, I, I'm in the business of advertising and design, yeah. as you know. Advertising is omnipresent in our lives, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Thank you for for defining what omnipresent means. Because yeah, that's good. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and you can't avoid it, can you? No. So I do like I do like to look into it probably a little bit more. It's a bit like you. You kind of you see stuff and you kind of yeah. overthink. Right. Sometimes. I see ad- <laughs> I see advertising and properly properly rip it. So whilst Mrs. C was sitting her PhD in bra sizing, mm-hmm. I thought I'd take a walk to the men's department. Okay. Right. Um, and as I was in M&S, I quickly found myself amongst the farrow trousers and elasticated waist back trousers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm interested. I'm at that age. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Comfort over. Yeah. Comfort absolutely. over There's a little bit where you kind of, you get, I know my size, but if you go for your size, again, a little bit like the bras, they're different cuts, aren't they? Yeah. So if you can have something that's roughly sized, but is a bit of give in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all that. Oh, you go out for a bit nice meal. Yeah. You want a bit of give, don't you, without taking undoing your button, right? <laughs> you know Carry what I'm saying, on. right? No. I would rather be shot than buy anything from m and <laughs> Anyway, I was in this, I was in, in the suit section, there was a sign that yeah. said this. Okay. Groom goes free, mm-hmm. buy three suits and get the fourth suit free. Well, I immediately thought this is a wedding related. Yeah. Because the clear. Or someone looking after horses. Yes, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> That was a good point. Yeah, they didn't specify. No. Do you wear suits when you're looking after horses? Imagine going in with three large, no, four large shire horses. (laughs) (laughs) Three of your mates. (laughs) Could could be suit of (laughs) armour. Yeah, it could. Okay, groom goes free, buys three suits and get the fourth free. Yeah. That is making a massive assumption that the fourth person is the groom. I would immediately thought the first person would be the groom. So he'd have to pay and it would be the least least popular of his three friends who gets the free suit. That's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. I'd be well upset with that. Mm. How do you prove that you're the fourth one to get it free? Yeah. You know what I mean? They need to rethink these kind of things. Yeah. It's just lazy writing, isn't it? I uh, just wanted to cover this. Also, flag, it's one of the subjects that we cover often, this kind of thing. Um, we t- typically cover cover it, and undoubtedly we'll get our asses in a twist about it. Mm-hmm. We'll come on to this in a minute. But something we'll touch on 
it will life bally shortly, but there's reports about NHS data. Mm. And I turn I think I said to you this week, I turned on the news and there's a person on there saying the NHS are about to sell your health mm-hmm. data. Mm. This is on the BBC Five Live. And you've got till the end of I think like next month or September. Yeah, end of June, so, I think. Yeah. yeah, to, yeah. To, to opt out if you yeah. want, otherwise it's an automatic opt in yeah. and your data will be sold to the highest bidder. Mm. Right? That sounds quite daunting. There's a person on there, a doctor kind of going, no, it's not. We've been using people's data for research and all sorts of things yeah. for, for years and years and years, so nothing to worry about. So I went on and had a little look. So midweek, before we did the, the, other, the, yeah. other, the other pod. Com- pod that can't be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. And uh, went onto the NHS website, and there's lots of myth-busting, yeah. debunking. Yeah. There, is no, there is no end date to opt out. You can opt out any time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, phew. <laughs> yes. But I went there last night. Yeah. Different, different computer just for all the, the nerds out there. And yeah. Clear your cash day, man. I went on and none of those things were on there. Did another search and in the last 24 hours, pretty much every news outlet is reporting the same thing, that they are set to sell your data to third party yeah. and there is a deadline, etc., etc. Yeah. Et so yeah. Metro, iNews, World Online, Financial Times, um, Guardian, Daily Mail, all of them, pretty much mm-hmm. the same story. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, mm-hmm. but go onto the NHS website, all those myth-busting banners have gone. Yeah. The wording has changed on the, yeah. in different areas, and you start thinking, hold on. They say we won't sell your data to third parties, but we will do under these conditions. Mm-hmm. And being in a pandemic is one of them. Yes. If you actually read these. So I'll put all yeah. the links on the website. Um, the reason I wanted to mention this, put the link on the website so people can go and have a look for themselves and decide whether they want to opt in or opt out. Yes. I think some people don't even know. No, if they are it kind of advertised a lot, is it? Yeah, if they're the sensible ones and try not to immerse themselves in the news every day, which I think is probably yeah. a healthy thing to do, yeah. you wouldn't even know about this. No. We get text messages about going for your jabs and all sorts, but they won't send you a thing saying, would you like to understand how your data is being used mm. and opt out if you don't, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. But they don't want you to do that because they want your data, obviously. Anyway, so I'll put all the links up. The media is saying one thing, the NHS is saying another, and then there's another site called Met Confidential, which has actually got a countdown to when your data will be basically yeah. open to the to third parties. Yeah, I, I think they're called there something is... like collaborators. If you mm. look on the NHS app, I think that's the term that's used. Yeah. Collaborators is basically anyone you're going to do some yeah. business with. And there is your big universities, your Oxfords and your John Hopkins and all those kind of, which yeah. do tap into this data. And yeah. as we've already touched on, we won't get into this too much, but as you start to dig, you realise these places are funded by corporates yeah and by foundations yes the, the other thing as well i think that's worth p- pointing out is when i was looking at the nhs app and looking at one or two other things because the nhs app is likely to become the the vehicle for the covid vaccine yeah. passport yeah um other information that's going to be stored on there is things like sexuality mm. and mental health conditions yeah and this made me i could never understand this because i couldn't get dbt on the nhs and went private, mm. I had to be assessed by a psychiatrist. Mm. And before they would assess me, this is at the Priory, before mm. they would assess me, I had to get a letter from my GP. So I walked into my GP because mm-hmm. he had to see me face to face. And he said, you know, why are you here? And I said, because I need to have an assessment by a psychiatrist and I'm paying for it and I need you to write a letter. Mm-hmm. And he said, why are you having that? And I said, because... I'm troubled. Yeah. And he went, oh, like, what's up? And I went, oh, I'm not really here to share it with you. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to see a psychiatrist. And he went through one or two, like, you feeling okay then? Mentioned, did I want some medication? Actually said, did I want some medication? And started offering it there and then. Right, yeah. And I went, no. And it was antidepressants. Yeah. And I said, 
standard, isn't it, for that? Let's have the assessment first. But yeah. basically said, do you want some of these? And then wrote a letter. And I'm thinking, this is what I couldn't understand. So mm. he's typing this into his computer. Yeah. And whatever it's going to go is like, you know, I don't know what he's actually typed in. No, don't. But that now is on my record. Mm. Why do I have to go to someone I mm. barely know? Yeah. To ask his permission yeah. to pay 400 <laughs> quid to be assessed by somebody else yeah, right. privately. That makes sense, and now yeah. that's there. That ain't going to get taken away. No, you're right. That yeah. record is there forever, isn't it? That yeah, I've that's still the same problems. with any kind of private health. You've still got to get the referral from your yeah. GP most of the time. It's a bit odd, isn't it? But his interpretation of how I presented, because yeah. I was probably quite like, just sign the fucking letter. Yeah, he's no idea how what you've been going through to no. get to that point. No. And I've never spoken to anyone in that practice about yeah. it. So so what I'm saying is those lines that are now going to be mm. sold to someone else. Yeah. And and I think things like sexuality and, and other things, because mm. quite often they'll ask you those questions, yeah. won't they, on various yeah. forms. Yeah, well. And also, there's no way on this site, you can log in and it finds you, you put your date of birth in. And so I've, I've opted out of the stuff just to kind of see how the process worked. But there's no actual way to kind of to see your own data. Okay. You can't just go, would you like to see... It's like almost like a freedom of information. There's no way to go. Would you like to oh, see right, what okay. information we've got on you? I mean, how the hell would you? How can any of us access our? I can opt out, but I can't even access it myself. It's my no. data. It, arguably, it's my data. It's probably not it's the NHS's, but it's about me. Yes. So why can't I access it? Why can't I see what they've got? They don't want to see what they've written because well, maybe be litigation because <laughs> it's private. It? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, one little. I know you like uh, stories about space. Mm-hmm. This came short ones. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Space is a very small subject, so it won't take long. Yeah, so it's not rocket science, is it? <laughs> so um, they've they've found something new. I thought, I thought this would be mm-hmm. this would amuse you. So, new dark matter map reveals cosmic mystery. Ah, oh, that's a good story. Mm. An international oh, team. This is brilliant. More. An international team of researchers. Yeah, I'm just going. Who are they? Is that like? Mm. Sounds like Team America World Police, isn't it? Yeah. It could be a bunch of yeah. right old knobheads. Uh, has created the largest and most detailed map of the distribution of so-called dark matter in the universe. This all sounds fine. Mm. They create a map. Mm. The results are a surprise because they show that it's slightly smoother and more spread out than current base theories predict. Fine. This is the bit that um, got me. The results have been published by the Dark Energy Survey Collaboration. Now, they sound like a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, dark. this is it. Dark matter yeah, is... Listening. What? You're not, you're not, you are on your phone, though. I'm trying to find the population of Bolton. I can do two things What's that got to do with anything? It doesn't matter. It just came exactly. into my head. I'm going to pause while you, while you finish. Okay, it just was rude. It is really rude. I'm, I'm reading this story because you your love of space. <laughs> I apologise. Carry on. I'm not going to edit that pause out. I just want everyone to feel what I feel. So dark matter matter is an invisible substance that permeates space. It accounts for 80% of the matter in the universe. Now, I'm no expert, Mark. I think I know what you're going to say. 80% of stuff is fucking invisible. They've had an international team of researchers have now mapped something they can't fucking see. How could you draw something that's invisible? Exactly. Here you go. Just opening a blank page. There you go. There's my drawing of dark matter. Mm. Absolute nonsense. <sighs> I was livid, honestly. Yeah, it does seem confusing. Yeah. Should we get on to small... 139,000, by the way. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? You know, you were on about NHS data. A minute ago, yeah. yeah. Matt Hancock stood... No, Matt, Matt let, Hancock... Let's... Go on, let's keep this brief. This is this is 30 seconds. When I say 30 no, seconds, that's I too, mean it's it. too long. Come on, quick. 20. Get, do it. Matt Hancock... There were some accusations about him telling lies, and he stood up recently this week and said, 
if anything, I'm a master to the truth, something like that, oh, as nice. in I can never tell a lie. And then yeah, he said, yeah. um, anyway, moving on, I'd like to thank the vaccination program in Bolton that is hitting tens of thousands every day. All right. Which was a lie. <laughs> in the same <laughs> right. breath that he said he didn't tell lies. Brilliant. And that's why I was looking up the population, because right. he was saying tens of thousands are being vaccinated a day in Bolton. Mm. It was like two to three thousand. The population of Bolton is one hundred and thirty-nine mm. in a fortnight. Everything <laughs> and every bloody dog in Bolton could have been done. All the pets, yeah. all the pets. <laughs> but it's like I don't lie. I'm a slave to truth. Mm. I'm now going to tell you a lie. <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. comedic, right? Should we get into a yes. work-life ballet? Here we go. <laughs> So let's explain why this pod is out late, Mark. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the listeners through a journey of, our, I don't know, of our world. Yeah. So this pod is going out to, we're recording this now, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Omnipresent means yeah, all around. To, yeah. This just, is a live we're, recording. We're always recording and yeah. we're always publishing. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever put one out on the same day. So it's going to be as fresh as it can be. And it's but, going to be a big ask for you. Yeah, because I'm trying to keep it short. So I don't have spent all afternoon editing it and put yeah. it out at night time. I'll do my best. Now, some of our lovely listeners may not even notice that we are late today. Uh, but I think an explanation is still pertinent. Mm. One okay. has already. Who? The client I trained this morning. Okay. So Matt, what, he was, oh, they were, why he was aware you? of its oh, absence. Sorry, okay. I'm sure I'm surprised I haven't got a letter from... Uh, army captain either because i don't think he can start his weekend without oh, listening no, to us that's true so wednesday night we got together here to record mm -hmm. uh, i'd explained to you that i'd had a day of two halves when you came in yep uh, one half will come to in a bit so i wasn't in a great frame of mind no god no i, I think it's fair to say that you were far from tip top as well yeah correct i, I didn't think, actually realize at the time i, I think i was a couple of notches above you but i wasn't is that good or bad on the scale no uh, yeah i think i was Up, just slightly worse worse right i think i i think i've not a face on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think i could even yeah maybe yeah i think i can go from you know tears in the kitchen to mm. to smiles in your sitting room right <laughs> that's beautiful mm. um so i was i was already rushing to write some stuff up for the pod and had quite finished. I was running, I was running out of time, which didn't help. But what we wanted to do in terms of the content was to capture the themes of our last pod that we talked about, the Great Reset, mm -hmm. give them a shakedown, and I guess provide some clarity, closure, and takeaways as we'd like to do yeah. in our pod yeah. of how to deal with them. And as you said, we've set some hairs running, haven't mm. we? We, did, we had. Mm. We kind of kept on between recordings, training, talking about these things. Mm -hmm. So we kind of we keep we keep those plates spinning, yeah. don't we, during yeah. the week? And I think what ended up happening was. We got sucked into a vortex of frustration, confusion, astonishment, irrationality, stupidity, lack of common sense. Mm -hmm. As we went on, I think we just found it harder and harder to catch some of these th themes and distill them into any anything that kind of made any made any sense. Yes. I think as soon as we caught one and started to unpack it, we very quickly found ourselves down a deeper rabbit hole. Yeah. I think you just said before we started recording that what we probably need to get to is out of the rabbit hole and into the fields into of the bunnies, yeah. right? <laughs> I think there was an element also of catastrophication. Yeah. And that that, that is something I know I have a tendency mm. to do. Mm. Um, and it can be two two ways. It can be worrying about events that have never happened and will never happen. Yeah. So I create scenarios yeah. and then get upset mm. on fictitious yeah. scenarios. Yeah. I think what happened on that one is catastrophization around here's a situation let's succinctly sum up <laughs> you know, yeah. the history of the world it and it's like so easy, it, it just became too big mm. and as the night wore on we just got crushed i think mm. so as you say in the beginning of every every one of our episodes we're here to make people feel like they aren't alone in all this madness mm. and not to make sense of it and fix all the madness yeah 
Um, and we, I think we ended up recording for about an hour and 40 minutes. And in the end, we had to call it. And I, I, I think I understand now that we had to do that. We had to do what we did to record that, to realize that we'd hit a dead end and realize yeah. that we have to, hold on, we've got to, like I said earlier on, we've got to mm. stop and have a have a think. Good long look at ourselves. Yeah, have a reset, so to speak. Build better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny, funny you should say that. I've got that in a minute. <laughs> But it's important sometimes you've got to just kind of do it. It's the, the imperfection yeah. stuff. Anyway, the subjects are vast that we're talking about. And there's likely no end, I guess, to the search for truth, mm-hmm. if there is any truth yeah. at all. Yeah. And if there is any truth, it's not likely to align with our narratives anyway. So you could argue, is the whole thing fruitless? Digging into these subjects, whatever subject it is, mm. trying to find out what's really going on and to make sense of it. I think secondly, the, the volume, frequency and political agendas behind news, soundbites, opinions, guidelines, laws, etc. is too much for anyone. Really, isn't it? Um, and if it doesn't fill your cup, then it's soon going to force it to spill over. I think that can happen very quickly with overwhelm. And I think our our anxieties are slightly different, and in, in that this consumes probably a large amount of your time. Some of these things, mm-hmm. yeah, me. disproportionate. But, but I sometimes it? feel myself doing what you're doing, digging deeper. And, and I stuff. sometimes feel responsible. I'm dragging you in a little bit. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I guess I'm kind of coming along because I kind of want to I want to know a bit more. And you go, you know what I mean? It's not. I don't necessarily you're dragging me in, but. But it's quite I'm, often I'm a bumpy ride, isn't it? Yeah. Because I can set I'm influenced things. by that, I think, which is a natural thing. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I think sometimes I've got my, I don't know, my tolerance for that is, is tested. But in a, in a, in a, in a And you've got other demands on your time that I don't have. Yeah, I guess so. Your work pressures are, are far greater mm. than mine, for example. Mm. But I think for me, as, as well as getting confused by some of this stuff, I feel I have to make sense of it for kind of this and channel it and mm-hmm. package it up. And, and and package it up into a, a way that can, I can, we can present it in mm-hmm. a digestible fashion for people to yeah. listen to. Yeah. And for us to, you know, if we don't get it or can't find yeah, it, exactly. a beginning, a middle and an end, no one else is going to have hope in hell, are they? Um, and it's hu- hugely complex, endless, and I think impossible, isn't it, to really make it is. You know, an ordered sense out of it. We understand all the time. And in some ways, I think we've mirrored precisely what we're trying to offer an antidote for. Uh, mm-hmm. An overwhelm of information, polarization, confusion, misinformation, language. Language is huge, isn't it? Agenda, fear, a fear of missing out, fear of being in, <laughs> inside. Mm. Um, emotions, relationships, trying to figure out where we as humans fit in a world that we can't actually figure out to start with. Yeah, I think it's a desire to be the rescuer, probably in both of us, mm-hmm. I think it's fair. But fix the world before we fix ourselves. Yeah. That feels like, well, let's get our environment right and everything will come. But I think what we're coming to in a minute, which is we need to flip that on its head. It's yes. so easy to yes. kind of forget, lose yes. sight of that. The pants. The pants has been a really kind of, <laughs> you know, for, a nice accident of this conversation, mm. actually. Mm. So get that bit right. Yeah. Get your pants right. Yeah. <laughs> we could copyright that. <laughs> I think the main point is we're trying to control something that we can't control before we start to control the things that we can. Mm-hmm. So we hit a point where thankfully both of us, which is good that both of us came to this conclusion. Yeah. So I was sitting there just kind of going, oh, God, I can't. I can't, I can't, can't do this, and I'm going to upset you. And you went, yeah, I think we need to, I think we need to stop. <laughs> it's good that we both came to the realization we need to kind of work on the things that we can control. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just going to just smash ourselves into smithereens. Very quickly, back to the first half of my day on Wednesday, I was presenting to my team. Mm-hmm. So one of my main themes with them is we're around patience and encouraging everyone to stop and take a breath. We already touched on it today, but to read a situation and develop the insight to know when and how to stop. We live in a world that's perceivably, I think that's kind of important word perceivably Mm -hmm. uh, fast moving you could argue that probably isn't Um, but when you stop take a breath and look around you see realize that nothing is moving that fast that it disappears over the horizon you never see it again Mm -hmm. 
you wake up and you still some of the stuff is still around the next day. Yeah. So you can afford to take that time. I think we kind of we're probably pushed into a position where we feel if we don't grab it now, we don't act on it now, it's gone. We've missed a chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think that's the case. I think mm. we're the pace of everything makes us feel I don't yeah. think that is actually the reality. I think that just interrupting on that, something that was going through my mind recently was around communication. If you visual no, if one visualizes something, if I'm visualizing something, I tend to visualize stuff that I can't see, so I then create a picture. Mm. So for example, if I was texting somebody, I create a picture in my mind that that person is sitting in a chair texting me yeah. or walking in a field texting me. Mm. Or if I'm having a discussion on a, with a client, there was a client recently who was going to the chiropractor and I was wanting to know how it went mm. so that I can plan their next session. Yeah. And in my visualization, that person is there on a the phone. So I'm asking the question, how did it go? And my visualization that that person is walking in a field is going to go, this is what happened, Mark. And I didn't get a reply. And I'm thinking, no, no, this isn't, this isn't going to my narrative. That mm. person is there talking to me and they're not. And it's got the time to invest. Yeah. And they could be working. They could be driving. They could be doing other things. And I think it's something that often happens in text and communication generally is that the that that statement, have you gone or mm. come back, becomes something in a text. It's almost, mm. we're having a conversation here, you cannot disappear, <laughs> which I think is the difference between in the olden days when we spoke to people on a telephone, yeah. there was a fixed landline. <laughs> That's all you could do. Yeah. There was no other options. Yeah, and they're at home. Yeah. <laughs> and you know where the phone is and you're having yeah. that conversation when you put the phone down and they do yeah we talked about it before when you the time when you had to go and organize to see someone yeah you go well, i'll see you tomorrow at three yes if you're there at three and they're not there you give them till quarter past then you get on with your life yes but <laughs> you don't call them incessantly you don't have any expectation around no and you could should, go you could be. go without a week without hearing yeah, from yeah, somebody and so, still feel you're in touch and i think that was yeah. the bit that i wanted to just yes. chip in there is that this constant need for now is that because everything is instant, mm. we then think we have to make decisions instantly. Yeah, it has to be a, yeah. a quick. Yeah, we if feel, I don't do this by bedtime, I'm in yeah, trouble. Or, we feel the pressure. It's the te yeah. text debt, isn't it? Yes. You feel like you've got, you know, that, that builds up. Something happening 10, 15 minutes or even one, two days later than planned is rarely terminal, mm. really. Mm. Unless mm. you're in a life and death situation, but that's yeah. a slightly different thing. But generally an e email can wait, a conversation can wait, getting mm. back to someone can wait. CPR couldn't. Exactly. Well put. Horses for courses. <laughs> uh, so we've talked uh, this week about um, what? <laughs> You're enjoying that. that. I just like you, that you enjoy your joke. <laughs> you Join bathe. in, everybody at home. You're just kind of bathing in it, <laughs> washing it over you, enjoying that one. Yeah. Have a good wallow. Good. You finished? Yeah, done. We talked this week about uh, this in the context of overwhelm. We feel for similar and different reasons, actually. You know, often, especially in an overwhelm, doesn't feel like you have any control of your own destiny. Back to the control thing, we feel we don't. Not everyone has another someone who can res recognize this and help them to find their way. Mm -hmm. And like we've kind of got each other on this. Yeah. And we've kind of decided to stop and both got to that point. Mm -hmm. And we both have that relationship. We can probably be quite honest about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if someone kind of has the ump about it, we'll kind of... Mm. So we, I think we took a breath, mm. didn't we? And took a very real and practical look at, um, at how we can bring some sense order to our own well-being mm -hmm. this goes back to what you talked about earlier about the balance yeah so i think that was missing so also we started to go right well, let's get back to what we we ought to be doing on this and we're yes. good at doing on this yes. which is having a bit of a muck about yeah 
you know, pulling some interesting subjects in, we go, right, well, how can we do something about this? And back to the takeaway mm. stuff. And you start talking this week about self-soothing. Yeah. And particularly around five senses, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And you're working on something kind of, you know. Yeah. I might say a little bit of, more about that. Well, I think it, was, it really kind of resonated with me this week. You're talking about almost like a framework, which we all kind of need tools, don't we? Yes. There's a million books out there. There's a million people coming up with different tools. Sometimes you just have to try stuff out, see if it works, see yeah. if it sticks. If it sticks, you keep doing it. But the thing you kind of talked about this week, I wasn't sure where you were on your, on your process of that, but I think this bit that came out of that, the self-soothing bit, which yes. you said we were going to talk about, I think is really interesting. We, kind of, we touched on at the beginning of the pod about finding something that, what, what really brings joy Mm-hmm. the minimalists talk a lot about about surrounding yourself with physical things yeah so you know being a minimalist isn't just about living in a white cube mm-hmm. you can have a lot of possessions and they would argue that if they bring you joy why wouldn't you have them yeah. but you look around at the stuff that doesn't bring you joy doesn't add any value to your life and you've really got to question why they're there yeah. so it's that kind of thing you just have to you know we're all surrounded by crap again stopping going right actually what does give me joy what does yeah. give me nourishment yeah and they can be really small things. They don't have to be, we don't have to be fixing the whole thing. No, which, which, and there's going to be people listening here who are going to be looking, raising their eyebrows and going, nothing could sum up Mark more than him thinking that he has the expertise to talk about self-soothing mm. when nearly the whole of his life at the moment is based around self-destruction. There's two ways of looking at it. One is that, that therefore, the fact I have the answer on quizzical look from you yeah that was quizzical no but I, if anyone did think that i would immediately counter it i think you have those challenges but i think you work harder than anyone i know to counter those things you may not feel like you do maybe because proportionally the things you're working on might, might feel more overwhelming or, or disproportionate to the to you trying to counter them does that make sense but you come to me and go you've just you're talking about this framework you're kind of trying to develop for yourself you know you're working on it you're working on it you're not always going to get it right you're not always going to be it's not going to be always taking up as much time as you may need it to to, to move yeah. things on you're one of those people that works really hard at it you know you've got your you've got your therapy book in front of you and you're kind of yeah. you know, you're doing that you've, you're investing in that you're doing lots of things you're not sitting there and i mean you're wallowing in your own jokes nothing wrong <laughs> that, but you're not wallowing in your own own self-pity there's time mm. for that there is time for that and you do do that so how... and, you're, and you're world champion at that, right? But but you you know you do you do work hard on on tools and different when you try stuff. That a lot of people find it difficult to do. Like take go your kingfisher walk, go and try and find yeah. those things. Actually, you know they sound really simple. Well, the king is impossible to bloody see, but you yeah. seem to find yeah. one. But yeah. I think that you know for an hour, for half an hour, that that's that's I think that's really not many people do. I struggle to do to do any of that. Okay, so I take that point, but I think what I would say, I think again. This is me projecting. I would assume that a number of people are going to be saying the self-soothing that we're going to be talking about, even if I do try and do it and I do try and be mindful and I do try and get in certain positions to to have dialectic thinking. So if I am thinking the darkest of thoughts, then I will try and take. And the other day, I, I don't know, how, I can't even remember. My memory's bad at the moment. But when I, I went away for seven hours to try and mm. save myself. yeah. yeah. So you could go, well, you put a lot of effort into that. You knew you were at a position of, yeah. of, of great risk mm. and you used every strategy you can. And it took seven hours, but you did it. Yeah. And the other option would have been, you know, yeah. catastrophic. Yeah. I think the point maybe I'm making is that my need for rescuing other people or other situations, I allow that to constantly undermine my self-soothing. So one of the things, there was a couple of things yes. for this. So I was listening to um, a very, very short video on YouTube 
send the link through to you. And it said in that, and it was done just with sort of like very basic animation. And the, the woman narrating it said something along the lines of a lot of people feel that when there's chaos and, and tragedy and everything around, the idea of being calm and looking after yourself and mm. smelling a candle seems like almost counterproductive. It's like, yeah. no, God, there's chaos. I need to be yeah. doing stuff. I need to be rescuing people. And, and it's almost, I think that's what happens is that if I can find a reason to cause a catastrophe or to self-destruct or to destroy something i'm still doing that so what i'm saying is the self-soothing is not enough volume mm -hmm. to stop me doing those destructive things yeah makes sense and i, think and also so I know the strategies but i'm not and yeah. this came up on therapy on uh, yesterday big time i know all the strategies i can mm -hmm. talk the talk but as my therapist said you're not always using the right strategy for the right catastrophe and she said mm. you've had your foot chopped off you look for a sticking plaster. Yeah. You should be looking for a, a doctor. Foot. Oh, sorry. Or a new foot. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, you're choosing the wrong strategies. Mm -hmm. So that, That's the important one because it's also about choosing what's right for you. Like I said, there's a million strategies. strategies so yeah. there's a million strategies out there. Yeah. Again, another overwhelm. Which one's right for me? Mm. But there's also another just picking one, see if it works. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a, a elimination process, isn't it? Yeah, but I think also, do you find that there's kind of like a there's a you know you got your own stuff to deal with, and if there's an option to help someone else, one, it's a distraction, and two, it kind of fills a little bit of the hole, the rescuing hole. Mm. It gives some kind of fulfillment. If we can't do it for ourselves, oh. why wouldn't we do it for someone else? If we get we get something out of that, and in some ways, it's almost like you know saying out loud that you've done something tricks your brain into thinking you've d you've done it. Yes. It's almost like if I do it for someone else, it's kind of, it's the closest thing I can get to doing it for myself. But I think we need to be, re you know, I think we really need to be quite brutal on ourselves, don't we? Yeah. You know, cutting that pod short and, and putting it in, putting one now in this morning, it's actually quite, it's felt really healthy. It's a yes. hard, it's a hard thing to do and it's exhausting. You think, fuck, I've got to go, yeah. I've got to build up for that again. And, yeah. you know, but I think it's, you know, the, the good stuff and the right stuff isn't always easy, obviously. We can come on to, which is what can we start doing? Yeah. And hopefully we can build out your your tool set that you're you're working on yeah. now into something which I think could be something really useful. Just what you've told me about it, I think it can be really effective. Yeah. I mean, I, I, do you want to talk yeah, about I'm just your senses? Very, yeah, one? I can just very, very quickly, the, the tool set that I'm working on. So journaling is a very big thing at the moment. So I've been looking at some of the things that have been optioned. And obviously, because I go through a lot of mental health stuff on Instagram, my ads are targeted mm -hmm. to a lot of that. Yeah. And what I've seen is that, that there's been a number of areas of support that have been offered or advertised, whether it's a service or whether it's a product. And there might be journaling is is seen as, as for BPD as quite a, a big thing. Mm -hmm. So putting your thoughts down and recording things that you feel gratitude for or things that you yeah. feel positive. And that's the dialectical behavior that you don't just wallow in your own self-pity. You put, and I've got a lot to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. But when I see the journals, all that my head says, lovely leather bound books that just have some pages in that have some headings mm. <laughs> that that yeah i know yeah i, know I can mean. take it i can take the back of an envelope and write down what i'm, I'm with gra you. got gratitude and i don't want to spend 30 quid on a on a notebook yeah. it's five and tesco's yeah yeah totally and so it. so what happens is they're not actually doesn't mean it helping doesn't work. me i've still got to open that book yeah it's it's those things so but if you're anything like me i won't want to write in it because it's so beautiful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is that kind of fear of you know Marking, putting the first mark down on the, on the, on the first page. Well, this you know? book here, which Especially is... Especially when you love stationery so much. 400 and whatever pages, has nothing filled in. There's not it's even meant a, to be a workbook. There's not even, no one's not even... A, you don't even draw a cock and balls in there or anything <laughs> like we used and to do at school. And I won't fold the pages down on a book. No, it's immaculate. Yeah. point I was going to make was this. I know 
that part of my self-sabotage is to get rid of frameworks and planning. So I have X number of clients and I have X number of other things to do in my life, like the pod, mm-hmm. like therapy and, you know, whatever it might be. And I keep all of that in, in my head, which is daft. It's, it's not a clever use of time and it's filling my brain with something that my phone could do for me. So I've just started doing a very small diary, what most people would do of like, you know, this is what my day is, this is who I'm seeing, this is who I'm training. That's just common sense. And what I realized was that the things that we list or the things that I'm listing are events. They're not actions, they're events. So I'm not listing what I'm going to do, I'm listing what's going to happen. Yes. So at seven o'clock, I'm training Damien. But the action, in my view, I need to layer actions over Mm. the event. Sounds obvious. Yeah. Doesn't it? But I don't think, in general, people do that. No. So the example... Or or we we lose sight of of that dynamic on that. So what we do is we end up disregarding the actions and they happen by accident. Yeah. So... One accident for me is whenever I, when I have my therapy on a Thursday and I have the group therapy on a Saturday, I have a candle that has one of those wooden wicks that we've talked about. The noisy ones. Yeah. Noisy ones. <laughs> I put that on. Firstly, it helps my tinnitus. Secondly, it, I associate it. It is calming. It's a good smell. Now, that is a typical example of an action associated with an event yes. that makes the event better. And you wouldn't ordinarily go meeting at 10 turn on candle to, like, <laughs> yeah. like like candle at 1001 yes but it sounds but that it, it sounds a little bit odd but in the context of what we're talking about that's that's actually quite powerful yes and, and if I, associations and habit building as we talked about habit sorry habit stacking, stacking that we yeah. talked about this week yeah so it's happened by accident so all the books around habit stacking are saying mm. when you do this do this when you mm. do this do this and they're all good and they make sense mm. but what i think is missing is the way that 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 the action should be an appointment. <laughs> I've got an appointment with that candle at 10.01. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. putting on my laptop. I'm seeing my therapist at two o'clock, but at 13.59, yeah. lighting candle. Yeah. So it's only happening by accident. It's the difference between busy work and work, isn't it? Yeah. Your diary can be full. It's like, oh, I've got time. It's like, but how, many of, how much of that is I doing? Yeah. And it is based on habit stacking. So it isn't new in that sense. But I think the difference for what I'm trying to, mm. to build is that the, your timetable for the day includes self-soothing mm. as a matter of course yeah. rather than an additional extra. Yeah. Rather than I've had a shit day, I'm going to listen to a nice song. The song or the walk or the candle is integrated into your actions so it doesn't become an extra Mm -hmm. it becomes one and the same so the example i think i gave to you the other day when i drove down to the the meeting with my trousers on i'd found um a little roll on of an essential oil lavender and something so i rolled that onto my wrist so when i'm driving Mm. i had a restful smell in the car Mm. no extra time was needed Mm. but if i hadn't put it in my Mm. list yeah. the action alongside the event, I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. And so it then is in my diaries, drive to meeting with bank manager plus essential oil, two o'clock therapy plus candle. Yeah, 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 nice. And so the idea I'm trying to it's do... It's so simple. Yeah. Isn't it? It's about small steps. It yeah. can be 
So where do you get an action that that, that is self-soothing? Mm. Where do you get something that is going to build you or help mm. you or support mm. you within your day yeah. rather than having it to be an afterthought that mm. you cram it's in? great, yeah. Yeah. It isn't just with DBT. DBT does have self-soothe as something i mean just looking at it here around distress tolerance mm -hmm. so there's there's six things here that are come under crisis survival skills mm -hmm. so distress tolerance when i just discussed my, my bad day a little while ago i had to use distress tolerance to be able to manage my situation and in that case i used the right and appropriate strategy right. which is something called stop which is basically when you're at 99 you can't go to 100. Mm -hmm. That's too dangerous. Yeah. So stop is the right strategy. If I'd done smell the flower, blow the candle, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would have been in a lot of trouble. Because yeah. I would have you want to naked flames at that when you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're at 99, right? So so stop um, and also something called tip, which we might go into next time. So, so these yeah. were a couple of strategies that were appropriate. But self-soothe um, and something called improve the moment, which we can touch on, yeah. are also crisis survival skills. Great. What we're going to talk about today and maybe looking practically next time is how can you integrate those in your life and how do they look around the five main senses? So I was just thinking very, very quickly when we were sitting down at the start of the pod, you mm. said you had kept the window open mm. a little bit to hear the bird to song. To hear the birds, Without yeah. you saying that, I'd said... You mentioned the bird Have like, you heard that bird song? Yeah, yeah. When you recognize and you're listening for something and you hear yeah. something, I think it was a robin, you sort of get mm. that sort of yeah. little buzz of... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when we were talking about the hormones before yeah, going yeah. through your body. Yeah. I think what it is, is looking for those opportunities rather than shutting them out. Yeah. And I think the pants, I think the pants analogy is going to... I reckon this is <laughs> yeah. going to be a book. I think you're going to have to build the pants into your, uh, into your new strategy. Yeah. Somehow. Um, so one of the things that you just mentioned then, and we can, we will come into this next week is that one of the things we were asked to do, um, on my dialectical behavioral therapy was to create a self-soothe box and we were given it as homework uh -huh. and we went away and the following week we were all sitting there. Some people had their box next to them. I had mine on my lap and the therapist said, does anybody want to share of any of the things and what senses they align yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. And someone said, I've got some essential oils, I've got a candle. Someone said, I've got some chocolate, and I've got this. And I'm going, oh, I've got this and this. I'm sitting there. What did you have in your box, Mark? Nothing. It was just an empty shoebox that I just grabbed from the hall and just put on my lap. So I just lied the whole time. Of course you did. Which is the point I'm saying. I know the strategies, but I was not going to do a self-soothing <laughs> box. You're a naughty person in the class, aren't you? The yeah. naughty one at the back. But I think, rubbers at people. I, think time, <laughs> I think the time now is right to populate I think that's really the box. Good. I'm excited about talking about the box of senses. Yeah. Definitely. Right, I'm going to have to kick on, okay? But we'll come back to that mm -hmm. next week. Your watch is still working as well. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Magic mushrooms, I promise, if I don't do this, we're never going to do this. Yeah. My old art teacher of mine, her son was struggling with ADD, I think some kind mm -hmm. of a attention deficit or kind of just struggling with kind of, I guess, sticking out a day, like a day's work, just mm. keeping the concentration mm. going. Anyway, he, I think he was inadvertently, you know, not taking mushrooms for this reason, but took them mm. recreationally mm. and realized that it had snapped him out of that lack of concentration mm -hmm. and was suddenly on it at work, mm -hmm. just found another level of 
yeah. concentration, yeah. staying power, all that kind of thing. Psilocybin is the active compound um, in psilocybin mushrooms, known more popularly as magic mushrooms. Psilocybin is the element that triggers the psychedelic effect in a consumer's brain. However, psilocybin is not just found in mushrooms. It can also be synthesized in a number of different ways in lab setting. In numerous studies, psilocybin has been proven to be effective in treating several mental health disorders and conditions. The use of this can help with conditions like anxiety, opioid withdrawal, seasonal affective disorder, which is sad, isn't it? It's called mm. sad. Mm. An attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. And while there are different drugs on the market that can also help with these conditions, not all of them are effective for all people. Current research into psilocybin suggests that it might be more effective than alternative treatments for people who suffer from these conditions. Mm-hmm. We're just so, so easy to kind of discard drugs. And there was a program on chronic pain last night. Yeah. And they said like mm. 43% of our population is struggling from chronic pain. Yeah, yeah. From fibromyalgia to mm-hmm. uh, migraines to... Arthritis, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, debi- yeah, yeah. debilitating stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's one woman, she tried um, cannabis because the THC and that had bad side of effects, but mm-hmm. it, it instantly removed her, her symptoms. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could actually do some simple stuff like making, making dinner or making yeah. a cup of tea, yeah. which we all take for granted. So I think, it's, you know, historically, culturally, we've all been very quick to jump on from a judgment perspective, yeah. jump on, we shouldn't take drugs, they lead to X, Y, and Z. Be like, it's all that we've been using it for centuries. Mm. Well, Hope then you that. look at some of the manufactured drugs that are, uh, inverted commas, acceptable, and they probably yeah. put some of the, 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 the natural remedies in the shade in terms of, yeah. you know, yeah. what they can do to you. I don't think I can actually sit here and take them, though, on the pod. <laughs> I have said before, I definitely kept this in, when I, I was worried about my mum listening. Mm. I said I'd happily sit here with a buffet of drugs in front of me and a, mm. and, and some and a medical professional on standby yeah. and just work my way through it. Yeah, I wouldn't do them all in one go. <laughs> no, maybe. it's not like a Toby Carvery. <laughs> all you can eat, all you can, all you can inject or whatever. I don't know, you know. But I, there's a, like you know, there's, it, it's easy to have an opinions on stuff until you know mm. you need to try these things, don't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we might like it. Yeah, well, you probably would like it. Yeah, I was talking to to Matt this morning about addiction, and that's the thing about addiction. Most addictions <laughs> are fucking lovely. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the time, it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, you generally other you, times you, not so much. You but, rarely get addicted to something that's awful. I mean, the side effects can be awful, but the the highs are so are so yeah. high that they counteract yeah. it, don't they? Right, that was a short brain food section, wasn't it? It was. I'm about to try a new supplement, by the way. Oh, yeah? Mm. I'm just researching it at the moment before I take it. Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha, Ash. yeah. yeah. I'm familiar with that. Our client used to be Pucker Herbs, and they oh, yeah, have ashwagandha in a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i been reading about it, so I've been using um, examine.com, which, is, mm. which we've mentioned before, and they, have, um, they look at basically all the research, put it all together, and then come out with looking at all the research. This mm. is it. And they've looked at the claims and how likely it is to... What's it going to do for you, Mark? hope uh, it doesn't me- mess with your it, it does a angelic lot. complexion. <laughs> no, the collagen overrides it. Um, <laughs> the only trouble with collagen tablets, they're the size of blooming Moses tablets. Moses tablets? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the stone ones. Correct. Right, the stone I was ones. thinking, what's that? <laughs> Second time I found myself funny. Uh, claim. How, so it does do. Um, it does a lot of work with um, cortisol, 
uh-huh. helps to the claim these are the claims helps to reduce stress and anxiety how likely likely medium to strong effect okay reduces depression possibly small effect mm-hmm. improves athletic performance possibly small to medium effect right. boosts testosterone <laughs> like i need it <laughs> somewhat likely <laughs> reduces fatigue improves vitality possibly small effect helps with fat loss inconclusive right. reduces blood sugar possibly Prevents, treats cancer, lacking human evidence, improves. It's like my space story. I don't need the last one, but <laughs> you know what I mean. This is science, probably. <laughs> don't know. We're all out on lunch when that experiment was. But that, that's a summation just... of research. They're not going to go yes without doubt in sounds, all people. It just sounds vague. No, I think there's a lot of positive. So I'm. No, well, yeah, yeah. Just, I'll let, I'll let you know. Up. Please do. Got to get on. Mm-hmm. that's it that's it for this episode well done for getting this far and thanks for listening to us give us a follow on instagram at i'm finecast and send your feedback and ideas to i'm finecast at gmail.com in the next episode well as we said we're going to build on your new strategy i've also would like to read a couple of passages from this book i have in front of me okay is it a new book it's not a new book but it's by beth kempton and it's called wabi sabi mm-hmm. japanese wisdom for a perfectly imperfect life mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what we're inspired by obviously there's a couple of sections you've talked about it's bang on I wrote it down because it was so bang on. Distre- you mentioned distress tolerance. Yeah. And there's a section in here, which is 10 ways to build resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love and, that word, resilience. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's essentially, as Wabi Sabi being you know, perfectly imperfect, mm-hmm. it's it's understanding that it never will be perfect. And everything, pretty much everything's wonky donkey. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as you kind of understand that, you can use it to your advantage. Mm. And there's also a thing about set your own pace. So here's a little example. To make progress in the direction of your dreams within the context of your perfectly imperfect life, you will need preparation, dedication and trust in yourself and in the process. You have to let go of the need to have all the answers for a perfect picture of the future before playing your part in creating it. A wabi-sabi inspired world gives us permission to feel our way through life, paying less attention to what we think others think or what we think others should do based on what others think and more attention to what really matters to us. Keep asking questions, keep moving, sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly, depending on the ebb and flow of life. Mm-hmm. I'll have a little bit more of that because I think it will tie in nicely to mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Mm. We're done. We are. I better get on and edit this and get it out, box fresh. Cool. We'll see you next week. Yeah. See ya. See ya.